Hello and welcome to the Uncapped Podcast, proudly presented by Roast House Pub, where elevated culinary creations meet a fresh, evolving craft beer selection, making it one of Frederick's unique dining destinations. Hey everyone, welcome to the Uncapped Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Sands. Today I am joined by Kelly Dudek and Jim Bachman from Grow and Fortify. Um, Jim, you explain what Grow and Fortify is because you do a better job than I do. Kelly does a better job than I do. <laughs> you lose, Kelly. There's sure. no one else to pass it to. <laughs> Lean in. Grow and Fortify is a private company. We've been around for, I think, going on six years now. We, are, um, we specialize in representing value-added agriculture in Maryland. Um, we sort of define that as taking a raw agricultural commodity and modifying it or diversifying it to make it more profitable. So easiest terms is sort of taking a tomato and turning it into salsa or cow milk, turning it into ice cream. Um, in our case, we tend to work more with the hop to beer, grape to wine and grain to uh, spirit variety. We also work with the Hemp Coalition. Um, so really anyone out there who's looking to diversify their agricultural products and their lines that's sort of where we where we sit well done <laughs> excellent isn't it yeah way I, better than i would have done way way better than i would have done i mean i guess it's good since you're employed by them yeah i guess <laughs> um so we you you all have cooked up a couple awesome things recently uh that we we're going to talk about I think first, um, even though I can't get the website to load right now, we're going to talk about Wonderland, which is, is that going, is it going to be an ongoing event or is this just a placeholder for what was revived? Yeah, that, that's a good question. I think the jury's out. We'll sort of wait to see how this, um, how this event goes. But right, in years past, we have had an event at the same location, the Shrine of St. Anthony in Ellicott City. We've done an event, a high-end event called Revive. Um, it was to celebrate um, gold medal winners from our Maryland craft beer competition. And we paired them with local restaurants and um, you know, different bite-size meals to pair with, with each individual beer. We just didn't feel it. We had to cancel it last year, of course, because of COVID-19. This year, we still felt like it's a little, it's just not the right time to invite a lot of restaurants to come out um, since a lot of them are still struggling with um, employees and just getting their feet back on the ground. So this year- uh, In my mind, that was the only thing I hadn't thought of of why <laughs> you were doing it differently this year. Right. And that's literally the only thing that does make sense. The food, right? It, it, well, it and we didn't have a competition last year either. Yeah. So. Yeah, we're, we're a but little yeah, that, behind. You probably would have had a hard time getting restaurants that would have been able to spare people right. on a Saturday. Right, and to, frankly would have felt a little guilty even asking. Yeah. yeah. So we wow, switched. you guys are way smarter than me. <laughs> we're just considerate. <laughs> yeah, I have that problem too. <laughs> so, um, so for and those I see how this is going to go, Jim. So <laughs> right. I'll be preparing my digs right now, taking notes. Please talk for a while, Kelly, because sure. I'm slow sure. and we'll have to come up with. 
for those who have been out to that location before for Revive or for, for anything else, um, we're not going to be in the same location for this. We were actually in the courtyard in the cathedral part of the shrine. But as you pull into these, I think it's 330 acres that they have there. It's absolutely beautiful. Um, when you pull in on the right, there's a house that actually belonged to the Carroll family, and it has been being renovated for quite a long time now. Now it's open and it just sort of sits under all of these pine trees overlooking a valley with um, beautiful farmland. And that's where we're going to be. We're going to be picture it in my head. It's a it's gray stone building. Oh, I think it's just because when you pull in, like everything draws your eye to the left as you're pulling around. So that's cool. So we'll get to see a different. Yeah. Is it is that because it. Well, actually, why did you choose that? Um, we just said? felt being more, the other event, we, it was indoor-outdoor. Yeah. And for this event, we wanted to be fully outdoor. Okay. Um, we can still walk over there. It's not very, It's not far at all. It's yeah. a, and it's a beautiful location. But this just seemed to be such a great place to put a bunch of vendors under the trees and for people to bring chairs and blankets and hang out and just have a great view and be shaded. And um, yeah, that's why we picked it. The venue really gives the the guests the opportunity to walk around and kind of leisurely explore what they're doing rather than feeling like they're kind of in the hallway at the shrine where you kind of have one direction to go and kind of feel like you're you're hitting guideposts along the way with this layout as a guest you can come kind of stake your claim to a piece of ground with a blanket or a chair and prepare to just kind of settle in and, and leisurely go throughout the night exploring all the different uh, vendors and producers that we'll have there. What um, what religion is that associated with, the shrine? It's Catholic. Okay. One of my favorite memories, probably your least favorite, of <laughs> Revive is um, a certain longstanding <laughs> brewery's owner giving a, a acceptance speech in the middle of this Catholic I started calling him Hugh Bleep. <laughs> but yeah, the bleep part is, yeah, that's a... Just laced with F-bombs. That's my favorite memory. Other than it just being an amazing event. We're very fortunate that after a moment, he took a step back, looked at the venue, and made an <laughs> apology for the language. That he was did. amazing. But, but yeah, we, we typically have friars who come down and check things out and hang out with us, and they're really interested in the process. They've even reached out to us about growing hops on the property there. That's interesting. So I think the thing that sets Wonderland apart from Revive, aside from not being a showcase of winners from our annual Maryland craft beer competition, is that this is a an event that's focused on all three of the industries. So we are going to be representing wineries, breweries, and distilleries at this event. Um, it's a great opportunity for people to come out and try new products if they're in love with one already. If you're a wine drinker and you really love Maryland wine, come out and have some wonderful Maryland wine, but also you get the opportunity to explore some locally produced spirits and some locally brewed beer. And uh, we're, we're encouraging our members to bring some really exciting stuff. We think that the venue itself draws that excitement and that the products that are gonna be offered there are gonna be a great representation. And the other unique thing about this event compared to Revive is that you'll be able to purchase full pours of these products to consume on site and then you can also take package home with you so if you'd like to buy a bottle or a can or a four pack and take that home with you to enjoy later that's an option so you get the chance to try the products there 
enjoy your evening and then take things home with you to uh, remember the experience. What does um, the ticket include? So it's $55 and that includes, uh, you know, coming to this great event (laughs) that we have, I think, 10 breweries, um, about eight distillers and a handful of wineries right now. We will be adding to that. But that, of course, includes. um, It's already grown since the last time I looked at it. Every time I look at my uh, site, it's it's grown a little bit. Um, But that includes sampling as as much as you want from all of those from all of those vendors. Um, We also are um, lucky enough to have Caleb Stein come out to perform a a concert for us there. Um, Those who from the Baltimore area know and love him very well. And I know that uh, a lot of folks in the Frederick, Howard, Montgomery area don't get to see him very often. So I'm very um, just grateful to have him there. I think it's really gonna add to the evening. We will have- Some say he's the linchpin of Baltimore (laughs) folk, the Baltimore folk scene. I would say that. I would say that. He is a he is a storyteller for sure. Well, he didn't he perform at something else that you guys have put on? I've definitely seen him at some sort of alcohol event. Hmm. Or associated with I mean, he's all over the place, but then it sounds like a good fit. Is it's <laughs> a good fit. He's also uh just super He's always been a friend of farming, so I've known him for a long time, and that's mainly through my agricultural ties. And that's he, he. And this shrine actually has a farm on site where they're growing food for those less fortunate in Baltimore City. Um, he's really interested in that component as well. But so the ticket, um, we will have three food trucks on site, um, a bull on the loose that's doing mostly pit beef and things like that, and then uh, blowfish pokey, which is doing poke bowls poke bowls um and then we're also gonna have jackson's bakery doing curbside cupcakes and things like that there um so that's basically the ticket price it's it's actually a little lower than some of our other events but we're still calling this a high-end low-key event um there's a limited amount of tickets being sold so it really lends to a really intimate atmosphere one in which you can talk to the vendors a little bit more and then like jim said you can just hang out like casually Am I able to dress like the slob that I am? Absolutely. Okay, good. That's the only... Top hats required. Was was the dress code at Revive something that held you back in the past? It was stifling. (laughs) I thought everybody always looked pretty nice. I was hoping that we were going to encourage people to dress well for this. But I guess we'll just (laughs) like... You want to add some sort of contest We'll just let Chris show up (laughs) in in whatever he'd like to wear. Right. (laughs) I don't, I don't have that was a, a very pregnant pause <laughs> yeah well like most of my quips weren't quite appropriate so i stopped myself you have all those sound effects you could yeah, that would have been well, a, don't. <laughs> i don't have that track recording so no one heard that <laughs> um what is a poke bowl i don't know what a, of all the questions i prepared for you to ask that that was not one of them I think it's like an unrolled sushi bowl, right? Yeah. I don't know. That's a good way to put it. If I knew what it was, I wouldn't be asking you. Fresh raw ingredients thrown together, delicious sauces. Why spend time wrapping when you can just throw it in a bowl? Right. I'm going to look it up. What is it? it? So the truck that we're having there is called Blowfish Pokey. Poke means to slice or cut in Hawaiian and refers to chunk of chunks of raw marinated fish which is then tossed over rice and topped with dot 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 because i didn't click the link 
So it's probably topped with toppings that you might prefer. <laughs> I don't know about the, using the word chunks. You don't like that? You know, chunks of raw fish. Well, you should talk to people.com because that's how they referred to it as. I mean, I'm certain that people making these things are taking the care to cut these Slice. pieces in very right, nice, right, right. diced something. Like well, diced the recipe, recipecritic.com probably has a preferable way for you. It's If you're not quite sure what a poke bowl is, at its simplest definition is diced raw fish. Diced. Better. That's much more appetizing. Yeah. <laughs> Got some fish chunks. Chunky fish. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Um, when is this taking place? I think you said that already, but I let's revisit that. I don't think I did. Um, it's coming up. I was up. trying to give you credit and make <laughs> me look like the one that <laughs> dropped the ball, but... Thanks. No problem. It is Saturday, August 21st, um, and this event is from 6 to 9 o'clock in the evening. So. Would people be able to buy the tickets at a discount right now at an early bird price? They can. We have an early bird special right now for 55 That goes until August 7th. Um, and after that, the price goes up to 65. 65. And I can't promise we will have tickets available at the door because, like I said, this is a limited, limited ticket. There's event. only only so much space. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, is there going to be uniformed pricing for the full pours, or is it is are the individual breweries and wineries and distilleries dictating that? That's a uh, that's an option that we've always left up to our okay. our members. Not everybody's bringing the same type of product. Yeah. It has the same cost associated with production, so we leave those those pricing options up to our members. Yeah, I forgot to mention that price of admission also comes with a commemorative glass, of course. What uh, kind of glass? These are nine ounce stemless, I believe. Um, it, there is a huge glass shortage, as you might know, I have in this heard industry. That. Um, so yeah, we're hopeful to have glasses for this event <laughs> on the 21st. Uh, but like Jim said, people will be able to sell full pours and bottles, not just to go, but even to consume on site. So if someone found a bottle, of, you know, wine that they really liked and wanted to, to sit down on a blanket and enjoy Although it. what I do, from what I understand, ACS does have many of the popular glassware that's out of stock in stock. Oh, really? Yeah. Perhaps we should chat after this after this after I, this that's chat. the most i know about that <laughs> but you could contact them at brandmybeverage.com that was a very good plug yeah uh they don't have our glass we did check with them oh, okay <laughs> in, in line with other plugs i do think that we should give our uh partner for this event uhy a uh, very big shout out for coming in as the presenting partner Absolutely. They, um, so UHY, they're certified public accountants, and they have been on board, I think, since our first revive. They've always come in as a sponsor, and they really just love this event, love the place, love the brewers, so it's a perfect fit. What about LLP? Oh, that's, never mind, it's the same thing. Well, there's a comma there. You d don't laugh at me, laugh at whoever did your website, because the website says, thanks you, thanks. And it looks like it's two links, so feel free to mock me. Usually the licensing types would come after a comma. Whatever. When you hover over, it's two separate links. All right, well, let's take a real quick sponsor break. Oh, no, there's still more stuff to talk about with 
Wonderland, I think. Maybe right? like where to get the tickets. Yeah. 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 For, so for that's where I was about to. <laughs> for more information and tickets, um, you can find it in a couple different places, but easiest might be growandfortify.com. Um, you can also find it through the MarylandBeer.org site, um, as well as if you just type in Wonderland, W-A-N-D-E-R-L-A-N-D, Ellicott City, it'll pop up. It's it's uh, tickets are on sale through Eventbrite. You can search for it on Eventbrite and visit all of our social media for updates also. I will also provide a link in the description below. That's very helpful. Thank you. <laughs> um, and if you go to grow to look for it, scroll all the way down to the bottom under quick links events, and then you can find it there. So until August 7th, it'll be $55. After that, $65 may or may not be available at the door at the door right one more thing that i'll add to this is there is not a lot of attraction for people under 21 and we will be requiring an attendance ticket for everyone so i would suggest being 21 or over uh, to purchase the tickets why do you hate kids (laughs) what about dogs can you take dogs we've had we've actually had that question come in a few times that's a big surprise there yeah um We're deciding not no dogs for this event. You should blame the shrine. Right. Always blame the venue. <laughs> Don't take. <laughs> uh, they may not allow dogs. I didn't even check with them. We just. Um, they probably don't. They probably don't. I can't. I actually have never seen one there, and we stop there quite often. But but back to the uh, the vendors or some of our members that are attending. I think that's one of the most exciting things about it. Is not only is it is there diversity between beer, wine, and spirits? There's really diversity within themselves. So the breweries that are coming, we have some farm breweries and some big breweries and some small brewings and even an in-planning brewery. So it's a really eclectic mix of sort of eclectic eclectic mix of what's out there. Hey, if (laughs) I'm going to get corrected, I'm going to correct people. I didn't correct you. I, we did have to correct the way he pronounced your last name. Right. I pronounced it correctly. You heard what you wanted to hear. <laughs> to Kelly's point, you're also going to get a very wide variety of products um, from these different vendors. Each one of them is specializing in different styles and approaches to the beers that they're producing, the wines that they're producing. We'll have uh, low vineyards on site, and they're going to have some mead. So really neat options to try a lot of different stuff. And uh, even with our distilleries, they're not all producing the same type of distilled spirits. So you get a a lot of variety, a lot of opportunity to try and uh, find things to fall in love with. Do you want me to give a quick rundown of the participants or just say go to the website and look? Uh, We plan that that will be growing, that list. Which already has. I've got a couple of people who have inquired this morning. So if you want to go ahead and run through the list that's there just know that uh this is not complete at this point i don't think anyone will care to hear me read off brewery names they can look it up themselves i mean i, I'll tune in to hear your I, I, I can do it real quick i think people do want to hear what breweries i think so are. yeah do so it, Kelly. checker spot guinness gypsy brewing lone oak farm brewing they're a new farm brewery manor hill mob town monument city true respite um, Idiom just signed on this morning, and uh, Picket Brewing, who was one of our in plannings, is also planning to come as well. Where's that going to be? Where are they going to be? Um, yeah, or they haven't found a location. Pigtown-ish? No, they're down there. There's sort of. like three new breweries opening in Pigtown. Yeah. Oh, is Picket the one? Be- is it being opened by two women? Or there's definitely. Like, 
Yes. Okay, I met them. Super nice people. Kate, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm excited for them. I actually grew up with the with the owner, so oh, cool. It'd be interesting. Um, and then we have, like we said, besides Lowe, we have Linganor and the Urban Winery of Silver Spring coming. And as far as distilleries, Baltimore Spirits Company, East Road Beverages, which they they are a new distillery doing Jamaican inspired um, mm. spirits, which I'm very excited about. Uh, Lion Rum, Grey Wolf, Miscellaneous, Painted Stave out of Delaware, Sagamore Spirit, and Twin Valley. So a great mix of gins, whiskeys, bourbons. A little bit of rum, everything. Rums, rum lots of punches. rum. Yeah. There will be a lot of wonderful things there. Lots of great opportunities to try some uh, delicious and innovative cocktails, too. I still need to make it the Puerto Rican mm-hmm. distilling company heard really good things but i haven't made it there yet their pitoro is phenomenal maybe we'll give them a call see if they can come to wonderland that would make it a lot easier for me we'll do that i mean although they're like two miles away from where i'm sitting at this very moment (laughs) but that would make it easier to just have them where i will already be and that's really all i care about (laughs) make things look easy for me is there anything else we want to cover about wonderland i think just to to go over one more time the venue is the shrine of saint anthony in ellicott city it's off of folly quarter road uh, it's very accessible from howard county oh, and, super easy and to get to other counties yeah. around uh you know it's a five minute jump off the interstate and you're there so uh really really wonderful beautiful place this is a great great time to come out and kind of explore things at your own pace get a chance to talk to the people that are behind making some of your favorite beer wine and spirits and really learn about what they're doing and and why they stay involved with uh Maryland's craft alcohol in, uh, industry. And I would say literally the only downside to that location is the lack of overnight accommodations that are mm. really close to it. But he's, we've never asked them about a camping or glamping opportunity. Maybe we have some room oh, there. Right. You could rent out yurts. <laughs> that would be great. I'm thinking, I think the closest accommodation would probably be turf Valley. Um, still in Ellicott city, not too far away. I think but there were, I think there may have been, Airbnbs sure. nearby, but I can't remember. I definitely had looked in the past because right. it was a very expensive Uber from Frederick. <laughs> <laughs> Plan ahead, Chris. Plan ahead. I I've started planning. I've looked, decided that Uber is not an option for me. Well, there are several <laughs> businesses from the Frederick area that will be there. Maybe you can just hitch a ride, hitch stand a ride. along seventy, and throw out my phone. <laughs> All right. Let's take a real quick sponsor break, and then we get back, let's talk about your fancy new app, which I haven't looked at a ton, so probably people have the enjoyment of listening to me fumble through an app for the first time while we talk about it. It's going to be riveting. Nothing like a live tutorial. (laughs) And we will be right back. Uncapped is brought to you by one of Frederick's original Maryland craft beer destinations, located off of Urbana Pike, featuring a warm, inviting atmosphere and knowledgeable staff serving up fresh, locally sourced culinary creations and unique craft beers on tap. Open seven days a week, our friends at Roast House Pub invite you to enjoy a casual lunch, happy hour specials, delicious dinners, and specialty desserts. Follow them on social media to keep up to date on their monthly beer dinners, mom's spaghetti dinner battles, and what beer is being featured for Buck Above Monday? Idiom Brewing Company proudly offers a delicious variety of beers to satisfy the most discerning tastes. Best known for their wide array of IPAs, delicious fruited sours, and robust porters and stouts, 
Idiom has a simple goal in mind, to bring people from all walks of life together, to enjoy themselves and each other. Whether you're a hophead looking for explosively juicy IPAs or one of the adventurous few looking to try boozy, sour, or complex flavors, or just looking to enjoy classic styles and seasonal favorites, they'll have a little something for you. Idiom Brewing Company is located in downtown Frederick, just south of the intersection of East Street and East Patrick Street, with ample seating directly on Carroll Creek. All right, so it was last week, I think, right, that this launched? That's correct. So, and this is also done by Grown Fortified because it encompasses all alcohol, right? Right, so the... Should have looked at that even. Yeah, look at that right there. Um, so Jim, since you actually was know that what the transition this is. into this, oh yeah, we started. <laughs> that was a really nice pickup. I liked it. Well, now you completely ruined it. The show is trash now. Um, so it, is it? Do Windows phones even exist anymore? <laughs> if they do, gonna, if they do, it's not available it's not on a Windows you're out of store. Luck. <laughs> If you still have a Windows phone, you're not you're getting it on your BlackBerry. Uh, but if you go, so if you go into the um, App Store on an iPhone or on an Android device and search for Maryland Craft Beverages, you will find this app. This wonderful new app that we've released. And Jim, why don't you tell us about it? Sure. So the Maryland Craft. And I'll play along while you talk. The Maryland Craft Beverages app is a new tool for visitors to Maryland and Maryland residents who want to learn more about the craft beverage industry to use. It's a uh, pocket-held guide for everything that you could need to find brewery, winery, and distillery tasting rooms. You can find tasting rooms at cideries and meaderies as well, which we think is pretty cool. Uh, a lot of times when we talk about beer, wine, and spirits, the cider and mead makers kind of fall into some of those categories, but they never really get their own highlights, so we've been able to really call them out in this app. Uh, the user experience is one that has kind of a streamlined pathway for fans of wine, beer, or spirits to browse the app and learn more about the locations throughout the state. We've got a passport there. You can check into all the breweries, wineries, or distilleries. We've got some great mapping tools, uh, ways to build your own itinerary, and ways to browse products and uh, check out the trails that we have throughout the state. So in the leaderboard... You get one. You get one point by per uh, per brewery you check into. Yeah. So the uh, app developers kind of like the idea of gamifying the passport a little bit. They've That's used, how you get people to uh, makes it sticky. That's it. Makes <laughs> you want to come back, right? Yeah. So uh, they've they've developed a beer app in numerous other states. Numerous other state brewers guilds have used this company to develop their beer app. We're the first state that has asked this company to Rumatech to develop the beer app and also add wineries, distilleries, and future um, industry options to it. So, you know, we have several kombucha makers here in the state. We may end up with a kombucha trail or something like that. So our goal is to really use the app to diversify what they've been offering, uh, but use the great tools that they had, which was this passport with a gamified leaderboard where you can see where people stand in comparison to you. Um, I think a good friend of the industry, Zach Lloyd, was on the very top of it this morning when I looked. <laughs> he was. I was going to point out that he is the one to beat. Um, so, yeah, you earn points as you go through. We have some rewards set up at certain levels throughout the passport accomplishments. So the more stamps you get, you get to earn 
you know, interesting and neat things from the associations and uh, just to say thank you for participating. Um, the app will also track all of the places that you've been for you. So you can always go back and say, hey, have I been to this place yet? If you don't recall, you can view and uh, it will let you know that you have or have not visited a location, which is really kind of great for people who are trying to keep up with the proliferation of all of these different tasting rooms and businesses. Right. And you can check in and have your passport stamped. All at once. All at once. There's a neat little social environment in there also uh, that allows people to kind of chat with one another inside a, uh, a, a tasting room space by leaving comments and um, kind of just communicating, sharing their thoughts, what they saw there. Uh, there have been great examples in other states of that leading to really good usable, usable feedback that got back to the breweries. So we hope that this is a great way to kind of open a new dialogue between our members and uh, their guests. Crooked Crab's uh, fans are big app users. Good. They're leading the leaderboard for, uh, they have the gold cup for locations. That's what I'm talking about. And Zach is a, is in the lead for individuals. He's the one to beat. And, and I feel like he's going to win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if it's not Zach, it's going to be Kendrick and Essie right yeah. behind him. All the... Uh, I can't remember. Has Zach made it to every brewery in Maryland yet? I don't think he has. I think he's only got a few left. But Kendrick and Essie have been to every. I think that they've already made a renewed commitment to revisit all of them. <laughs> Just to get their stamps? Well, he's not even on the leaderboard now, and neither is she, so they better get to work. Well, I know that they helped Crooked Crab. I've only checked into one because I keep forgetting to. I also don't go anywhere. So uh, we're having a great time seeing people download this. We're getting really great feedback from uh, folks about this. We intend to have rack cards available at all of our member tasting rooms. Uh, and we will be also sending these rack cards out to the welcome centers throughout Maryland and to each of the county tourism offices. They all do a really great job of promoting the local businesses in their counties and in their, their areas. And uh, we think it's a really great way for folks who are traveling into the state to learn more about the industry, see how... Uh, kind of widespread this industry has gotten. We have a great variety of different sized breweries, distilleries, wineries, different experiences when you visit them. And uh, we think this app is going to be a wonderful tool for that. If you are using the app and you notice that there are some breweries or distilleries or wineries that operate in the state but are not listed there, there are a couple reasons for that. First reason is uh, this is an app that's driven by our membership in our associations. So the the bulk of the Folks that you're going to see are members of the associations. We are offering a trial of some locations that are not currently members, but those trials will pull up and they will no longer be featured in the app. And then they are only featuring locations that have a guest experience. So we're not offering um, an app location to maybe a winery that only sells through distribution or online or something like that. Everything is... Um, geared around the visitor experience and you being able to go and check in there. So if it's not a place that they want you coming to, correct, you're right. not going to send people there. Correct. Now, there are some wineries and distilleries in there that are by appointment only. Um, those things will be listed in their descriptions, and you can contact them through the app to make those appointments uh, or be directed to their website or, or shops and uh, be able to take care of that stuff. So we're, we're really happy with how the apps turned out. We're already uh, waiting for a new update in the next couple of days. It's going to bring some really cool functionality for us to 
kind of embed event information and create this uh, environment that you'll be able to use when you attend our events. Oh, cool. So you'll actually be able to use that app to explore who's at the event, what products they're offering, uh, get a layout or a map of what the event will look like. Um, and we just want this to be really the, the holistic answer to everything you need when you're out there exploring what's going on with Maryland Craft Beverages. You don't have Wonderland listed in the events section. In the next update. There's an events thing those, those, with listings. Those events right now are specifically for the members. Okay. So those are all the events that you see there are reflecting what the, the members have up. Did you mention that there are deals to be had? Uh, I did not mention the deals. Deals exist in the app for breweries, wineries, and distilleries to offer you some kind of incentive to come and enjoy your time with them. So um, these are things that may be running all the time. These may be exclusive to the app, uh, but on the app, you will be able to see whether or not the uh, location that you plan to visit is offering some kind of spiff for showing up. Right. Yeah, and I think Jim mentioned how, you know, this shows just how vast and wide our members are, but I think it also helps, I mean, greatly for economic development and for exposure for our members but and for tourism. Um, but it, it makes it easier to plan sort of a trip because you'd be amazed at just how many of these you can hit in a day. I'm sure both of you are aware of this, correct? I don't go to birds. <laughs> Chris has never been doing it. <laughs> no, but thank you, Indian Brewing Company, for hosting us today. We saw this with our. Um, we did a craft beverage map for a while, and we got such good feedback from people who thought they were only brew, you know, beer people, but saw on the map that either a winery or a distiller was right next door, and why not stop by? And then boom, they're a fan. Um, and we hope, we expect to see that with this app as well. There's just a lot of crossover promotion opportunities. That map has been a huge drive for consumers to learn a whole lot about what this industry has looked like. The biggest drawback to it is that as a printed guide that came out annually. That was we, out of date a week after we printed it. We really that. felt yeah. it within within hours. <laughs> yeah. We were like, we printed that thing and they weren't on there and they just opened, you know? <laughs> so the app definitely offers us a lot more flexibility with regard to that. Um, sadly, if the industry sees any kind of... Uh, slowdown or anybody's closing it's easy to reflect that as well so we're not sending people to places that are no longer in operation fortunately that's not an issue that we see facing anytime soon but um i think in this day of you know immediate gratification it's really important to have the most up-to-date stuff available for the consumer to see i um i like the nearby feature yeah, we really liked the idea of not limiting your exposure in the nearby section. So when you click on nearby under one of the things that are labeled as silos, so you're in the brewery, winery, or distillery silo, uh, we wanted you to be able to see that there are more than just breweries around you. There are some parts in this state where you may be near three distilleries and one brewery, and if you click on nearby and see nothing, you're going to feel like you're a little unfulfilled. But when you click on nearby and you see, hey, there are other experiences here, um, maybe you'll be motivated to go try something new and, and have a different experience. And I just, I, I just like, too, that you can just keep scrolling, 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 and then um, it'll just keep showing you how far away it is as you scroll yep. down, like, what's there. That's a cool feature. I like that. What does Photo Booth do? Photo Booth lets you take silly photos of yourself in a cool frame that says, I support Maryland beer or I support Maryland wine. And uh, you can share them in the social environments. Kelly loves to drink Maryland. Oh, my God. 
You're the worst. <laughs> That's the thumbnail. Oh, goodness. <laughs> Please delete. <laughs> That's so, not the first time I've been told I'm the worst. So we have uh, a lot of ways to get this app. Also, the uh, links to the app are available on all of the three trade association websites. So Brewers Association of Maryland, Maryland Wineries Association, and Maryland Distillers Guild. At growandfortify.com, we have a... Uh, link under clients and services. Uh, this was a service that we're offering to our three membership associations this year, and uh, it will the the app page lives there, and um, you can search for this app, like Chris said, in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store, and find it there. If you have a Windows phone, get rid of it. What about Palm, it's available on Palm. <laughs> Does Palm offer a nice suite of apps? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> uh, what sorts of things show up under? Um, Notifications. Do I have to enable stuff to go there, or is that... Uh, notifications are things that we will be um, sending out. So okay. we have the ability to announce things to our consumers. We obviously have not hit notifications too hard yet since the yeah. app is only a week old. Uh, but as big news comes, when we have to activate the uh, consumer to help support us with le legislation or advocacy, those are places that we can make those announcements and say, hey, you know, this industry could use your help or this industry is offering something great, whatever it might be. So you could do uh, like, do a, hey, we were just on the Uncapped podcast. You sure. should click this link and listen to it. Sure. You should do that. We could That'd also do cool. something like, hey, we've announced a new trail for Veterans Day and highlight all of our veteran producers or something like that. So uh, lots of different opportunities for us to really get people engaged. And uh, we hope that this app is going to be a great answer for people who are seeking that. Hey, you do have a veteran-owned trail. There are quite a few uh, veteran-owned breweries. Yeah, we've got a really cool um, amount of flexibility with how we can adapt and build trails for unique experiences. And I think that we're really excited about kind of looking at how we can identify producers and build groups within our community of brewers and wineries and distilleries also and be able to present unique experiences and, and ways for uh, folks to engage with them. So how how did you f come up with the trails that you you do have there now? So in the breweries area, most of the trails are built by region. Um, we kind of followed what the region that's the regions that are laid out by uh, Visit Maryland and Maryland Tourism are. So we have I think it's six regions in the state, maybe seven. Um, but each one of those regions, ranging from Western Maryland all the way out to the Eastern Shore. Uh, which is split into two regions, but they're all identified and the breweries that occupy those spaces um, are listed in those trails. We do have a trail that's a new one that has been developed by the CNO Canal Partnership. So they have the CNO Canal Libations Trail, which features folks all along from Allegheny County to Montgomery County. Right now it's very brewery heavy. They are working on folding in wineries and distilleries to that trail. So as they do that, we'll be reflecting that in the app as well. Uh, we have some great partners throughout the state and county offices for tourism who have developed their own trails. We see this as an opportunity to highlight those and uh, give them opportunities to promote their areas within the app. And you said um, within, was it days or weeks that there's that update? A couple oh. days. Nice. So everyone should go to their respective app store and download this. Absolutely. I like the interface. It is well th thought out. Um, well done. 
Jim's been uh, working on this for over a year. It's so, been, yeah. been almost 18 months. A whole lot of credit needs to go his way. It's Good great. job, Jim. It's a fun project, and I'm happy to uh, I'm happy to be able to open my phone and look at it. It's it's very rewarding <laughs> to see all that hard work go. Is it on the fr- Is it on the homepage of your phone? Uh, it's on one of them. Hmm. It's on my. Not that proud, are you? It's on my second drawer. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know how the interface on an Android phone works. So I, I don't like icons all over my stuff, so I usually keep the main pages widgets, you know, so I can play podcasts that I really like. Things like uh, the Uncapped podcast. Oh yeah, that one's on there. Cool. Have you listened to the Idiom episode yet? I did not, but I really liked your uh, preview video you did with Mike. You like that? Well, yeah. you're going to be answering those questions. I can't wait. Unless Kelly wants to. Or How about if we you both, both do. do. Well, I only have one level here, Mike. So ask him twice. That would require a lot of editing after the word, after the fact. I and don't as even know what you're talking and about. As we've already ta- discussed, Chris I don't like Sands to edit. Does not like to edit. <laughs> right. <laughs> I prefer Though I believe the disclaimer was given to us before we started that this could be, edited, could be edited. Right. And then that, when we asked for an edit. Those words did not come from my we mouth. Don't edit. Jim said that. <laughs> and it turns out Jim is not <laughs> has nothing to do with the production of this podcast. I've offered to help mark where things need to come in and out. Oh, I don't know how you're going to do that cuz there's no button on this to mark. I need a new mixer that ha- no one wants to hear this. Um we're having a technological issue here. <laughs> Chris's uh, soundboard does allow for pre-recorded sounds that you did not hear, which is very sad. Um, he's got a lot of buttons, some knobs. It's entertaining for us. Yeah, some sliders. It's great. He looks like an audio engineer. It's working out well. I have literally no idea what I'm doing. Totally portable. Nicely done. Um, this is riveting. So I think we've covered everything with the app. Yeah, Uh Please go out and download it. Our, our members are having fun seeing people come in and use it already. We're getting feedback that people are coming to them and talking about it. So it's really encouraging uh, to us at Grown Fortify and to me especially having been working so closely with this project to see that people do truly enjoy it. And, uh, you know, any feedback that you have about the app and its functionality, we're open to it. We would love to hear what you have to say about it, good, bad, indifferent. Um, just share with us what you think. I, w- I wanted to come up in a search if I just type BAM. We'll work on that. All right. Again, it's all three associations, so we're we're trying to figure out the most streamlined way to get it there. To come up if you type BAM. <laughs> uh, we will be right back. Let's take a real quick sponsor. I said that backwards. Let's take a real quick sponsor break. <laughs> we will be right back. See, now I will edit that part out because it makes me sound silly. Oh, I won't. I see how that works. <laughs> but I won't. <laughs> I buy my beer at District East in downtown Frederick, Maryland. They have an amazing selection of local and hard-to-find beers, and I love the option of making my own mix-and-match custom six-pack. District East is on Northeast Street in Frederick, in the same shopping center as Showroom Restaurant and Rockwell Brewery. Most weeks, they have over 950 beers in stock. Check out this week's selection at www districteastbeer.com to all you craft breweries wineries and distilleries out there listen up atlantic custom solutions is the real deal in providing you branded growlers ceramics glassware and accessories like koozies coasters and keychains their high definition digital printing organic ink and low fire process ensures your brand is printed in ultra high definition giving you a one-up on the competition 
We've used Atlantic Custom Solutions for uncapped branded glassware and couldn't be happier with it. Check them out. Visit www.brandmybeverage.com or give them a call at 434-286-4500 to learn more about how they can help you brand your business. I buy my beer at District East in downtown Frederick, Maryland. They have an amazing selection of local and hard-to-find beers, and I love the option of making my own mix-and-match custom six-pack. District East is on Northeast Street in Frederick, in the same shopping center as Showroom Restaurant and Rockwell Brewery. Most weeks, they have over 950 beers in stock. Check out this week's selection at www.districteastbeer.com. All right, you had, you kind of briefly briefly mentioned this when you talked about the static nature of maps and um, the how the digital thing works better. So, like, I want to go into the, kind of the, the um, state of craft beer. I guess wineries and distilleries, you know, I care less about them. But you guys care about them as well as probably... A lot more people um where where are we in that like are are there still and i mean i already know the answer to this question are there still a bunch of places opening and that's yes <laughs> yeah absolutely <laughs> and, we have several dozen um breweries wineries and distilleries in planning that we're working with every day we're seeing these businesses kind of become a little bit more innovative with what they want to offer uh the business plans are less just i'm going to be brewing beer it's more i'm going to be producing a uh you know classic take on a mead or something like that like people are becoming very very thoughtful about the products that they want to bring into the market how they want to bring them here and there's a lot more opportunity to do uh market research in a growing uh community of producers so i think we have a lot of really talented people stepping up to the table learning from all the talented people who have come before them and uh they're all just going to help to strengthen this industry and i think our numbers are even really surprising to us right now i'd say for the past five years for breweries and specifically we tended to have about 30 in plannings at any given time during the year um and right now we have over 60 um which is kind of crazy coming out of a pandemic, but I think there was a lot of people who decided this was a good time to reevaluate their life decisions. And well, and that's um, like that's one thing you often hear. Like uh, a lot of businesses have grown out of someone who was just laid off, and they decided, "Well, forget this. I'm not going to look for a job. I'm going to do what I've always been thinking about doing. This is the right. It was the, the kick in the pants right. to." finally fulfill your dreams so maybe that was like a lot of these people lost their jobs during that time or or I mean, I a think myriad of reasons like over the last year i'm like well, you know what i'm i'm gonna do this everybody's taken a chance over the last year i think to truly reevaluate um the things that a you know bring you joy and b you want to be sinking your time into or spending your time doing uh and being able to sit back and see that and take a chance on yourself if that's the the outcome of some of this that's that's really positive and i hope that it works out very well were there many order were, were there many places that have closed over the last year that you're aware of there were not many closures we did have a few uh we've had a few closures across uh wine and beer but i can't think of any distilleries that we had no and i don't think we can say any of the closures we had were 100 percent related to covid no, there was just all. yeah other circumstances that mm-hmm. kind of came into play 
Um, well, from my limited knowledge of distilleries during the past year, it seems like they really thrived, though. But most of them don't require, like, they weren't in a position yet where they were relying on on-premise uh, type things. So the kind of the basic uh, business model for a distillery in in the last few years was open a distillery, offer a tasting room experience where people come and sample your spirits, raw spirits, uh, try to sell them bottles, but also work through a wholesaler. Um, yeah, a couple of years ago in 2018, we got the cocktail law passed so that in 2019, we had distilleries reinventing themselves with this cocktail uh, approach. We can serve cocktails using ingredients that we're producing here. Uh, we can sell them, sell them to go, all of those options. And um, I think that COVID-19 really allowed some of our members to shift that on-premise, that experience in the tasting room to the delivery and shipping uh, yeah. experience. And Although I guess they did take a big hit from restaurants and bars not being open. Yeah. So they, was, gonna, it, they did early, lose those sales. Yeah, early in the pandemic, I think our distillers might have been hurting even more than others because many of them don't have much of a tasting room, you know, very small. Um, but what they were able to do is transition to make san sanitizer, which we're ap I'm actually looking at a jug of hand sanitizer from McGlintock Distilling right here on the table at Idiom. Um, and we had quite a few distillers step into that realm. I mean, the need was exponential on, on what was needed for sanitizer. Um, and a lot of our guys jumped into that and really worked together. And then after that, I think we saw some pivoting. I think we've seen that with a lot of our most successful members, like they're you, you need to change with the times a little bit. So they had the ability to ship. They had the ability to deliver. Um, these were things that came down through the executive orders from Hogan and a lot took advantage of that and just found different ways to like revamp their um, a different type of experience without coming into the tasting room. Some of the really cool and innovative things we saw were, uh, you know, Lion Rum purchased this awesome van that they're driving around that's decked out with their logos yeah. all over it, and they're making deliveries to people's homes. So, you know, when you have the Lion Rum van show up at your house yeah. and your neighbors are all looking at you, your neighbors are probably like, man, I need to have that van show up at my house <laughs> next time. Yeah, and it's um, like the owner of Lion Rum yeah. driving around the state delivering <laughs> rum. So Popping out, pretty <laughs> full of enthusiasm, giving you your order. Uh, but I also think that the Cocktails to Go was a really big thing. It gave our members mm -hmm. a chance to put these products that are sometimes a little inaccessible if you're just tasting a thimble of raw spirits into something that you can truly maybe take a little bit more of a chance on. It's a lot less risky to get a premixed cocktail that's filled with, you know, really great tasting stuff uh, than it is to maybe buy a whole bottle of a spirit that you've never tasted before. And I think that those new avenues have really worked out very, very well. Yeah. Um, yeah, because it was really like a lot of breweries, um, even though from my, talking to a lot of them, they sold a lot more beer over the past year unfortunately for them though it's like their while the revenues were way up the profits were not um but they still took advantage of the last year where i mean i don't know what the percentage is but it seems like more than 50 percent of maryland breweries have expanded over the past year and some of them quite significantly i think a lot of the expansion has been stuff that was in planning already but there are some examples i mean firm opened in the in the heat of this thing in december and uh 
they are going through an expansion right now. They're already, you know, increasing their tank capacity. They're working on plans to increase capacity at their brewery. Um, so I think that maybe a lot of these breweries were just hitting right at the right time or came into the industry maybe underestimating the amount of business that they'd be able to do. Well, and I mean, even expands from the standpoint of like adding canning lines. Yep. So like mm-hmm. a lot of breweries added canning lines way before they ever planned to because they were like, their hands were kind of pushed. Well, yeah, a lot of that was out of necessity. Um, the mobile canning uh, solutions that exist in the region were, you know, being booked yeah, really quickly when, when all of a sudden several hundred breweries were all calling and saying, hey, we all need to can next week. Um, so I think a lot of the... Uh, equipment and package innovation and uh, investment was out of necessity. And I think that a lot of those things are going to pay off for members. Uh, I was having a really interesting conversation with Adam Benish of Union the other day and kind of the consumer experience when you're at an event buying beer. It used to be that you'd want, you know, your, your nice pint-sized glass filled right off the tap. And uh, I'd come across Union at some of the drive-in events here in Frederick uh, for their concerts and they were handing you cans and it's a more manageable package. I can buy a six pack, take all six cans back yeah. to my seating area and, and enjoy them at my leisure rather than, you know, having to keep going back and getting a, a cup every time I want to do this. So there may be a, uh, a change in how people are enjoying their beer, wine and spirits at events too. It may turn into something where you're given a can instead of a cup and that's how you enjoy it and maybe it makes that investment a little bit more worthwhile for the brewery yeah we also we visited um nepenthe brewing last week and we were talking to brian you know they've always run a home brewing shop out of the bottom of the brewery there and uh we just thought it was in i think you would assume that during this pandemic that home brewing might have gone up a little bit and they said they saw that uh, like a two-week peak of people wanting to get into home brewing and then all of our brewers got themselves together and figured out ways to get you their product and then sales went flat so i think we we're seeing a downturn in home brewing and some of those people who are home brewing are thinking well maybe i'm gonna open a brewery myself yeah that's a and and I'm certain there's nobody out there home distilling that would right. just not ever right, happen. Right, right. So people don't do that. No, <laughs> it's against the law. That's what I've heard. Um, so speaking of events, we we talked about um, the one awesome one that you are having this year. Um, have you been able to make decisions on any of the other typical events that you make, like that you put on, like? Um, will there be a Baltimore so beer we've got, festival? We've got a or? lot of events coming up um, across all three associations. Uh, the end of August is Wonderland on sep- on August 21st. I was going to say Saturday, and it almost came out as September. Um, Saturday, August 21st is Wonderland at uh, the Shrine of St. Anthony. And then in September, we are uh, returning to the Carroll County Farm Museum with a revamped version of the Maryland Wine Festival. That's uh, going to be a very neat way to explore the Maryland Wine Festival or changing some things up uh, from how they've been done over the last 37 years and trying to make it a little bit more of an engaging uh, experience for both the consumers and the wineries that have been there. We're hearing a lot of feedback that, you know, these events are, they're ripe for uh, some reinvigoration. So we're excited to kind of rework that and figure out some really cool ways for people to come out and enjoy it. And then into October, we have the uh, Maryland Craft Beer Wine and Spirits Festival in Montgomery County. Right. We've got the Maryland Five Star event coming out, the Maryland Beer, Wine, and Spirits Showcase at the Maryland Five Star. 
That's a giant multiple day horsing event in Cecil County that's brand new to the state this year. Um, you should talk about what we're doing with Dell Fest this year. Yeah, September we have a, a couple of attractions that BAM has installed at Dell Fest. So uh, if there are passes available for Dell Fest and you're interested in craft beer, you should come out there. Keep an eye out on our pages in the next couple of days. We'll be announcing some things that we're doing, uh, including a potential retail store where you can come and buy BAM uh, members and local friends specific beer. Uh, we have some really cool things happening with some of our breweries and Dell Fest in terms of commemoration and things like that. So we're really excited about it. And then we have the Baltimore Craft Beer Festival, which I don't think we've officially announced yet, um, but it looks like it's happening in November. Looks like it's happening November 6th. Also uh, partnering with Dell Fest for that as well. Awesome. But yeah, that. And then the I feel crossed. like early November is kind of the perfect since summer is almost ex- like extended itself all the way through October at this point like november weather-wise can be perfect we've for had a, it there the la- that date the last couple of years and it runs the gamut we've been really really hot and we've been wishing there were more coffee vendors to keep us warm there <laughs> as well so yeah whenever it gets a little chilly down there that that wind right off the <laughs> right. water really works it up uh, and then the week after that i believe it's the 13th of november we have the uh spirits of southern maryland event um at the pax river uh naval museum so yeah oh and somewhere in between all that we are doing the maryland craft beer competition this year um, most likely going to be at the end of october and we will be doing the final best in show round at the baltimore craft beer festival and announcing all of the winners there so that'll be fun um is there a good chance that the maryland craft beer festival will return next year i would say that barring any uh, unforeseen unforeseen variants pathogens <laughs> pandemics whatever uh, might shut down the globe again uh, we fully intend to bring the maryland craft beer festival back to frederick we had a kick-ass plan for this event uh, for 2020 and really we just had the the rug swept out from under us we wanted to return this year frederick county was being very uh, conservative with how they were reopening they did a really good job of trying to keep everybody safe uh, and that was our goal, was to make sure that we were in line with whatever our partners at the yeah. county and city level wanted us to do. And sadly, that meant we couldn't host the type of event that we wanted to, so we decided that we would punt to next year. Anything else exciting to cover? Or I mean, I think we just talked about 13 events. And we yeah, were <laughs> I think we got them all. <laughs> we did. We've been, uh, we've been staying really busy. You know, the last year has posed a lot of challenges. We're very fortunate to work in an industry and with uh, industry partners who really are standing up uh, for one another and for their associations. Idiom did a great job kicking off the Brew for Bam thing last year. We <coughs> had, um, oh yeah, I guess Chris helped with that. You did, you did make the website and you did promote it like crazy. You we definitely did come helped. up with the idea together. Oh, okay. Well, Mike likes to say that it was his uh, idea, so I'm giving Mike the credit <laughs> since he's the host of the venue today. Um, you know, it, it was really wonderful. We had a lot of opportunities where band members got together through collaboration. Uh, the Maryland Wineries Association has founded the Maryland Wine Explorers Pack, which you've had Jana and I on to talk about. Um, and we're releasing our next quarter of those wines tomorrow. Um, so we have we have a lot of really unique ways that this industry has pivoted to keep these associations going. And, and we're very proud of that. And we're very proud to see that their hard work and determination is paying off despite all of the craziness and uncertainty 
Well, Jim and Kelly, thank you so much for your time today. Um, basically, just go to growandfortify.com, and that'll lead you in one way or another to everything we've talked about and everything that you want to keep up to date with for the Brews Association of Maryland, the wine... Maryland Wineries Maryland Wineries Association and the Maryland Distillers Guild. There we go. You can also learn everything that you need to know about value-added agriculture in Maryland. A lot, right. We we did actually do a re, an economic analysis on value-added ag if you really wanted to to learn more about the industry, Chris. I think everyone does, <laughs> and hopefully you have a, a sturdy website cuz people are going to rush right. to well, the the impact that the that agriculture makes on this state is significant extremely yeah. significant oh, I i'm think not that downplaying that I'm i think a lot of no people would be read a report i think a lot of people <laughs> would be surprised to see where each of those different industry sectors comes into play because it's it's pretty surprising it's yeah, stuff it's, that you it wouldn't is expect. interesting and we do have it sort of in small chunks you can read just you know in an executive summary of it but just to, to be very brief about it it's been ex- an extremely helpful tool for us because for years we've been telling the legislature that like this is an important industry but we haven't been able to quantify that yeah. and now we can say now like can now we can point to numbers which is always helpful and all the billions of the b that show up in there really surprise people <laughs> right well yeah. i mean because each industry on its own has uh, birthed tons of supporting businesses that uh, that make money off of absolutely of the the three and i'm sure hemp is only going to grow it's everything from the growers you know the the farmers that are growing the product to the ones manufacturing it and then all of the suppliers involved with that and then even outside of that you're talking about you know sort of insurance people and i mean it it goes on and on everyone makes money off of thriving value-added agriculture not a single one of these industries exists in a vacuum and they all have other businesses and uh, industry types that support them so it's it's really impactful to see kind of how meaningful it is so go to growandfortify.com and read all about the great work that they're doing and don't forget to pick up your wonderland tickets they're only 55 bucks and you get to sample (laughs) you get to enjoy wine beer spirits cocktails listen to live music all in a beautiful environment and chris sands will be there and we'll be there and we'll be there we'll be there Oh, I cannot wait to start putting a tag in the app where Chris is at the festival. <laughs> um, we'll geolocate his phone. Speaking of the app, download the app. Don't search for BAM because it won't come up. But if you search for Maryland Craft Beverages, it or will. Or Grow and Fortify. Okay. Either one. Search yes. for that right. and download your app. Unless you're on a Windows phone or a Palm. <laughs> um, thank you, everyone, for listening. And thank you, too, for your time today. Thanks, Chris. Thanks. Cheers. The Uncapped Podcast is produced by Graham Cullen and me, Chris Sands. Be sure to like us on Facebook, and if you've enjoyed these podcasts, please leave us a review on Google Play or the iTunes Store. A special thanks to Double Motorcycle for providing our theme music. Thanks for listening. Oh my God, that's good.